Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? Hello, you guys, and welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I am glad you are here. Kind of, kind of quick Monday freestyle, kind of quick hitter show for you guys today. Episode number 102. Going to recap Iowa's Junior and 16U freestyle and Greco State tournaments, which were held this past weekend at Southeast Polk. No interviews today. It's just me kind of riffing on some of these results that I found interesting from the action. Um, and there was a lot that I found interesting, um, but if you saw the length of today's show, you'll know it'll be a pretty quick one today, just to kind of get you through your Monday, perhaps the first couple of days this week if you don't get to it on Monday. Um, but I wanted to start here. Uh, the Freestyle and Greco State Tournament served a few purposes this past weekend. Uh, for starters, qualifier for the Junior and 16U National Championships, which are scheduled for later this summer in Fargo, North Dakota. Um, that's going to be in July. It's also a competition um, that helps Iowa USA wrestling coaches put together the Junior and 16U National Dual Teams. Those competitions are going to be in June, where Team Iowa will go up against all these other state teams. Um, usually really fun trips for the kids. And they get to get some uh, a lot of matches in a handful of days, right? Uh, but the Freestyle and Greco State tournaments were also very fun uh, for a number of reasons that kind of go along the same lines. All these things kind of go together, right? Uh, for one, it's freaking Freestyle and Greco, right? Which are always fun styles of wrestling. Nothing against folk style, which is an incredible and exciting style of wrestling. But the Olympic disciplines, while sometimes confusing, are just consistently more exciting, right? Freestyle tells us probably a little bit more about where these guys are at than Greco does, but both tournaments were quite, quite revealing, as you'll hear in just a minute. Um, for two, the wrestlers are separated by age groups, 16U and junior, right? So rather than school classifications, you get to see the best of the best from 3A, 2A, 1A get to wrestle each other, and we saw a lot of that this past weekend. Finally, these tournaments kind of give us an idea of, you know, who to follow a little bit more closely this spring and summer, right? We kind of know who all the big names are. We talked about a handful of them last weekend. We talked about plenty of them and talked to plenty of them on previous shows just throughout the winter months and, you know, following recruiting and this, that, and the next. But, um, you know, the big results from this past weekend can kind of serve as a springboard into the rest of the summer seasons, right? Um, Just with all those big competitions that are coming up, there's another one coming up this weekend, the Northern Plains Regional that'll help with, um, you know, national tournament qualifying. And, and things of that nature, um, you know, but the, all of this really, um, it helps us set up for, you know, kind of who to watch and follow uh, during the regular winter seasons, right? We'll be a little bit better informed about who's good, who's improving, who else we need to know between November and, and February. Um, and that's always kind of the lens through which I view the freestyle and Greco seasons and competitions, right? It's obviously hugely important in terms of recruiting, opportunity, gives these kids more chances to prove themselves as the best in the state and the best in the country. Um, and that kind of takes us to the big takeaways from this weekend because there were plenty of them, right? We'll hit 16U uh, and junior freestyle and then junior and 16U Greco. And then we'll wrap up with some women's freestyle results too because the ladies also hit the map this weekend. 
So let's cue up that background music. We'll get to it. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Let it run for a minute, and I'll be right back. We can rock and roll. So I wanted to start with junior freestyle first. There are a lot of big results. The junior tournament, junior freestyle tournament specifically, I should specify, was stacked um, this past weekend, guys. A lot of big results. I'll go in weight order. I'm not going to hit all the weights, just kind of the ones that really piqued my interest while we were out there. Um, You know, if you want to sift through every single result, every single bracket, you can go find them at uh, trackwrestling.com. Just search Iowa USA, and they both should be able to pop up. But yeah, I wanted to start with junior freestyle, and I really, I wanted to start at 126 pounds, where Don Bosco's Garrett Funk, he took first and knocked off a couple of state champs along the way, man. He looked really good. In the semifinals, he beat Crestwood's Carter Falsic, 16-12. And in the finals, he beat Underwood's Gable Porter, 6-5. So Falsic, of course, three-time state champ in Class 2A. Porter, two-time finalist, 2020 state champ in Class 1A. Um, but Funk, man, he's uh, 1A Don Bosco, obviously, uh, multiple-time state medalist. He's always been good, right? Like he's. This is a name that we've been, we've known, or at least I've known. Hopefully, you guys have known as well by by proxy. But um, you know, he's got some really good wins. Earlier this season, he beat Trevor Anderson from Ankeny, who's you know two time three A state champ. He's got a win over Lisbon's Brandon Paez, who ended up winning a state title last year. Got back to the finals this year, so he's been good. Um, and they kind of you know reinforced that idea this past weekend, right? So against Funk or Funk against Falsic, excuse me, uh, big, big barn burner there, obviously, 16-12. Um, but then in the finals, Funk, uh, he led uh, Porter 4-1. to one. Like, he jumped out to a big lead. Porter, um, you know, that, that guy's got some horsepower behind him. He stormed back, take a 5-4 lead. Um, but then Funk scored two in the final moments to take the lead for good. Excellent day out of Garrett Funk. So, real exciting to see him uh, wrestle really well because we know he's capable of it, right? 132 pounds, next weight up, Mason City's Jace Rhodes. He was the junior champ here. Um, and the big result, I thought, for him was just in the finals, obviously, right? 6-3 to three win over Bettendorf's Dustin Bourne. Um, Bourne, Class 3A state champ at 26, so he's bumping up. But he looked really good this weekend. Two guys rolled through um, his first four matches to get to the finals. He's also a little funky and unorthodox. Uh, you know, in the state finals back in February, he beat Waukee's Thurman Christensen by hitting a couple of Petersons out from bottom, right? Um, so, but Rhodes, tell you what, man, he stayed in good position maybe had a little bit more of a muscle advantage because he also wrestled 32 this past season. Um, but I thought that, that was a really solid win. So Jace Rhodes looked really, really good. 138 pounds, Southeast Polk's Joel Jessaroga, another state title for that guy. Um, he was the 3A champ at 145 in February. Now he's down at 138. Pretty solid looking, I'd say, over this weekend. Um, and in the finals, he took out Underwood Stevie Barnes 7-1. to So real good stuff there from Joel. Okay, up to 145 now. If you guys were following along on the action at all this weekend, this was kind of the match of the entire weekend, right? Um, In the finals at 145, Ankeny Rachi beat Iowa City West. Hunter Garvin, 6-6 on criteria, right? So Rachi scored a four-point takedown in the first period. That ended up holding up as the match winner since Garvin just scored three separate two-point scores um, in order to get to his six points. So this was actually a pretty stacked bracket all the way around, right? Uh, Rachi and Garvin, um, you start with those guys, right? Combined four state titles and seven finals appearances between them. But then there was also Indianola's Ryder Downey, past finalist, three-time state medalist. Don Bosco's Kale Ronavardi, two-time state finalist in Class 1A. 
And then also Southeast Polk's Carter Martinson, who actually beat both Downey and Ronavardi to take third. Um, so yeah, but uh, Rachi Garvin that stole the show. Everybody kind of crowded around the finals mat. Um, you know, everybody in the building had their eyes trained on that match. Um, it was excellent stuff between two of the best wrestlers in the state, and obviously two of the best wrestlers at this weight in the country. Right? Could that have been the first of a potential Fargo All American matchup later this summer? I guess we'll have to stay tuned and find out. Jumping up to 160 now, a little bit more crazy depth. Uh, Lisbon's Robert Avila Jr. He ended up winning the weight, um, but here's. So he had to beat Fort Dodge uh, Drazon Phillips in the quarterfinals. Drazon Phillips, two-time state finalist. Uh, Robert Avila Jr. won that matchup 10-0. That was just in the quarterfinals. Um, and that actually came after Phillips beat Iowa City West Graham Gambrel in the second round, 3-1. to one. Gambrel, 2020 state champ, right? Um, so, yeah, Gambrel then responded with five wins in the Russellbacks to take third. And along the way, he won a rematch over Phillips 7-2. to two. So this weight was just really kind of funny in terms of where these guys were placed in the bracket and who they all ended up wrestling. Um, Avila, of course, ended up winning the whole thing. He beat MFL's uh, Gabe McGeo in the semifinals and then Riceville's loss in Los in the finals. So Robert Avila Jr. looked pretty good on this day. 170 pounds in the finals. Linmar's Tate Nakaborn took out New Hampton's Carson Babcock 12-2. Nationally ranked final here. Nakaborn and Babcock both among the top 25 nationally at 170 pounds in Matt Scout's latest high school rankings. But Tate was the dominant one here, winning it by technical fall. Good stuff from him. Some fun results at 182 pounds, not unlike 160 where there's just kind of a lot of depth in some places and there was just some funny matchups along the way. Um, so yeah, 80, 182 pounds, top half of the bracket. Um, Iowa City West Ashton Barker, he actually took out Union's Adam Aronson, uh, a wild 22-12 to 12 result. That was in the semis. Um, Aronson, three-time state finalist in 2A, won a title last year. Um, and then so that puts Barker in the finals where he ends up losing to Waukee's Griffin Gamble. Um, Gamble beat Barker 15-3. to three. Um, He was up 12-3, to three, scored a big four-pointer. To, or maybe he was up 11-3, excuse me, and then scored a four-pointer um, out of, on his way out of bounds to uh, seal up that technical fall. I think Griffin Gamble could be in line for a pretty big summer season. I think that's that's another guy you guys need to pay attention to in the months ahead. 195 pounds of the junior division, West Delaware's Wyatt Volker, Osage, Spencer Mooberry, both Class 2A state champs in February. They wrestled each other for the second straight week. Um, they actually clashed at the Junior Greco World Team Trials last weekend in Coralville. Volker won that matchup 8-0 on Saturday, Volker won again, 8-2. Mooberry actually scored the first takedown, locked up a leg lace on the edge, and nearly turned Volker. Um, but, man, his legs are tree trunks. That's a hard task, no matter who you are. Um, and then Volker got up there. Uh, really good scrap between these two big guys. Volker ended up scoring four takedowns to win this one. Um, excellent stuff there. Those guys, again, deep Fargo runs could be in their future, so keep an eye on them. Hundred uh, t- uh, Bumping up it now, not a, not to 100, but to 220 pounds. Iowa City High's Ben Keeter, he was the champ here, and the biggest result for him, at least I thought, was a first-period pin over Southeast Polk's Caleb Runyon. Um, they met in round five of a round-robin competition. Keeter took first, and Tank took second. Finally, 285, West Lions Easton Fleshman had himself a day, man. Multiple-time state qualifier, finally got on the podium this past year at 220, but he bumps up to heavyweight wait for the junior freestyle state tournament and he takes out Ames senior Gabe Greenlee two-time class 3a state finalist and an Iowa State signee right and then he goes on to win the dang tournament he beat Greenlee in the semifinals nine to six um heck of a tournament from Easton Fleshman he too 
could be in line for a big summer. See, this is what I mean about like just seeing these guys perform really well at a tournament like this, setting up potentially, you know, how are they going to look later this summer when they start to face, you know, tougher out of state competition. This this is why I go to these tournaments and I watch these results because I want to see, you know, what names do I need to know going into next winter, right? That was the junior tournament, loaded at a lot of different weights, a lot of big names there. Not nearly as much in 16U, but there were still plenty of notable results, I thought, Saturday's freestyle competition. Um, 113 pounds of the 16U now. Um, we had a state finals rematch, actually. Waukee's Carter Freeman, Cedar Rapids Prairie's Blake Joymo. They met in the Class 3A finals at 106, where Freeman won that one 12-4. On Saturday, Freeman rolled again. He won this one 11-0. 120 pounds, West Fork's Kale Peterson. Um, won a state title 106 in February. Now he's up at 120, stormed to first place. A couple of big results. Um, in the semifinals, he beat Underwood's Carson Thompson. Um, Thompson was up 16-11, actually. And then Peterson was able to score the touch fall in the second period. Um, and then in the finals, Peterson beat Iowa City High's Kale Seaton 12-1. Seaton kind of tweaked his knee um, on one of the first scoring sequences, and then Peterson was able to just kind of roll him up after that. But Seaton knocked some pretty big wins to just reach the finals. He beat Missouri Valley's Eli Becerra, who's a state finalist. And he also beat Osage's Tucker Stangle. Um, so really good day out of him before he got hurt. I hope he's okay moving forward. I think that's another kid that, hey, um, both of those guys really, I think, you know, in the 16U division could probably make some noise this spring and summer. Up at 126, Linmar's Kane Nakaborn, that's Tate's younger brother, he won a thriller over Crestwood's Anders Kittleson. This was 11-11 on criteria. Kittleson, 2A state finalist back in February, he led 9-6 after the first period. Um, to kind of put that in perspective, guys, the junior division, um, it's two three-minute periods. In the 16U division, it's two two-minute periods. So Anders Kittleson, 9-6 over Kane Nakaborn after uh, two big four-pointers in the first period. So um, Anders came out guns blazing, but Kane got back within 11-7 in the final minute of the second period, and then he scored a big four-pointer on the edge to tie it, and then because they both had a couple of four-point exposures, uh, Nakaborn was able to take the win on criteria. Excellent stuff in that matchup. Going to jump to 145 now, the 16U Freestyle State Tournament. Ankeny's Jace Anderson, big win for him over West Sioux's Mikey Baker. Jace, 2-1 2-1 after the first period, had that lead. Then he scored a big four-pointer on the edge. Lots of big points coming on the edge in freestyle and Greco wrestling, as you guys are probably finding out now. Um, but that put Jace up 6-1. to one. Mikey came back with a four of his own, threw a headlock. Didn't look like four on the edge, but the refs gave four on the edge. That made it 6-5, though. Jace hand fought his way. 16-U freestyle state title after winning his first state medal back in February for Ankeny. So good stuff there from Jace Anderson. Last big notable matchup in the 16U tournament, I thought at least, came at 152 pounds. Osage's Nick Fox over Logan Magnolia's Wyatt Rise. 2-0, low scoring. Um, But hey, Nick Fox does what he's got to do to get the win. Um, He was a 2A state finalist. Back in February, Rise, a 1A state champ. Um, so these are two guys that are absolutely just going to – they're going to be worth following over the next few years just because they're young, and they're going to be around for a little while, right? Elsewhere in the 16U competition, um, 160 pounds, Brent Slade uh, won a freestyle state title, went 3-0, and outscored his opponents 32-1. to A couple months ago, he capped a really impressive freshman campaign at Ames uh, with a seventh-place finish at 145 pounds in the Class 3A state tournament. He's been arguably even more impressive in the couple of competitions since. Um, first – um, 
Earlier this month, or I guess last month technically, uh, Slade, he reached the finals of the 15U Greco National Championships. That was up in the Dells, same time as the Cadet World Team Trials. And then on Saturday, cruised to a 16U Freestyle State title. Um, stay tuned on this kid, guys. I think he's got a pretty bright future. And then the other thing that stuck out in 16U Freestyle, both McCray Haggerty and Luke Walker from Waverly Shell Rock, they both won titles. Um, Haggerty won at 195. Luke Walker won at 220. These two dudes, this is just kind of a thought that popped into my head, uh, could absolutely make some serious noise at Fargo later this summer. I mean, like deep national tournament runs, possibly in the finals type noise. Time will tell, of course, but they've looked the part both at the Cadet World Team Trials and at the Freestyle State Tournament. All I'm saying is keep an eye on those GoHawks. That was freestyle, um, always more well-attended, and, and uh, like I said earlier, a little bit more revealing than Greco. Um, Saturday was a good time. Sunday was, too. Um, again, not a ton of Greco participation, but we saw some fun things at both 16U and Juniors, um, and we also got to see some Junior Women's Freestyle on Sunday as well. The biggest result that stuck out from Greco um, was in the Junior Division, 160 pounds. We mentioned his name earlier, but MFL Marmax gave McGeo. He won the junior title at 160, and he beat the same guys that beat him in freestyle along the way. So in Greco on Sunday, he beat Graham Gambrel 10-0. That was in the semifinals. And then in the finals, he beat Lisbon's Robert Avila Jr. 10-4. That gave him the Greco gold uh, junior 160. So shout out to Gabe McGeo. Both of those guys um, beat Gabe in the freestyle competition. Avila got him in the semifinals, and then Gambrel beat him, I believe it was 8-3 for third place. Um, so Gabe McGill able to bounce back, um, win those matches after, uh, after yeah, after losing them on Saturday. So, you know, heck of a performance to, to I, I don't know that he stole the show, um, but it was probably one of the bigger highlights on Sunday. So, I you know, I thought that that was pretty impressive. Otherwise, here's kind of what I took away from the Junior and 16U Greco tournaments. Um, I, liked, I like this fun thought because um, I use it basically every year that I watch these tournaments, USA Wrestling awards this thing every year called the Triple Crown, right? Most of you probably are aware of what it is or maybe have at least heard of it. They give it to wrestlers who win national titles in all three wrestling disciplines, folk style, freestyle, Greco. Pretty cool award. Handful of kids do it every year. Um, But I kind of stole that idea and implemented it into Iowa high school wrestling and always keep the track of the kids who win state titles in all three styles, right? So this year, there were just four of them. Sergeant Bluff Luton's Jack Gockle. He won at 152 in Class 2A in February, and then he won both the junior and freestyle Greco titles at the same weight this past weekend. Um, here's uh, the second one, Lynn Mars Tate Knockaborn. 160-pound state champion Class 3A in February. Then he bumped up to 170 and won both the junior titles this past weekend. West Delaware's Wyatt Voker, 2H state champ at 195 in February. Then he won both the junior titles this past weekend at that same weight. Then finally, Waverly Shell Rocks of McCray Haggerty, 3A champ at 182. Now he's up at 195, and he won both the 16U titles this past weekend. Now, in addition to those four guys, there were also five other wrestlers that won both freestyle and Greco titles over the weekend. Four of them were in the 16 16U division. Um, Ankeny Centennial's Lucas Brule, 16U double champ at 132 pounds. The freshman um, for the Jaguars ultimately 7-0 on the weekend, and he didn't allow a point 
between both tournaments. He outscored his opponents a combined 65-0. to zero. That's pretty good. Um, Osage's Nick Fox, we mentioned him earlier, double champion 16U at 152 pounds. He actually beat Logan Magnolia's Wyatt Rise in the finals of both styles. It was 2-0 in freestyle, like we mentioned before, in Greco, 3-1 victory for Nick Fox. So good stuff there. Jarrett Ruse, uh, South Sheldon South O'Brien, excuse me, these hyphenated teams sometimes give me trips when I'm trying to read them. Just a freshman, um, but was the 16U double champ at 182 pounds, 6-0, four technical falls and two pins over the weekend. He also beat the same guy in the finals both times. It was Hempstead's Joe Lewis, um, beat him in freestyle, pinned him in freestyle, and then a 15-5 technical fall in Greco. Um, and then also Waverly Shell Rocks, Jake Walker, final 16U double champ, 3A state finalist at 195 in February, but then he swept both titles at 220 this past weekend, combined 5-0 and with three pins and two technical falls. The other wrestler to win both titles over the weekend was Chad Bellis. He did so at the junior level, 120 pounds, freestyle and Greco state champ. He was in the 3A state finals in February, but this past weekend, 5-0 and with four technical falls and a pin. Other guys that stuck out in the Greco tournament, um, again, not a ton of huge revealing results, I suppose, um, but Hunter Woods, Carson Thompson, I know I mentioned him earlier, he won at 120 pounds and 16U. Uh, beat Cale Peterson, actually, 6-5 to five in the finals. That one got a little chippy near the end. Um, but those two scrapped all weekend. Um, both compete in Class 1A, so keep an eye on that one, right? Um, there's also Union's Caleb Olson. He was a 16U Greco champ at 126 pounds. Thought he looked really, really solid. And then a West Sioux's Mikey Baker. We mentioned him earlier. Second in freestyle, first in Greco at 145 pounds. Junior division, um, in the same vein as Mikey Baker, there was uh, Gable Porter, Stevie Barnes, Hunter Garvin, and uh, Tank Runyon, all of them second in freestyle, but all of them Greco champs. Barnes specifically, I thought this one was kind of cool. He beat Southeast Polk's Joel Jessaroga 7-3 in the Greco finals after Jessaroga beat Barnes in the freestyle finals. So that was fun to see. Otherwise, nothing really crazy in the junior Greco division. Um, again, track wrestling if you want to sift through all those brackets, but those were kind of some of the bigger results and thoughts that popped out in my head. Sunday also had the junior women's freestyle competition um, and we had some fun matchups between a handful of notable women's wrestlers there. At 112 pounds, Osage's Jalen Goodale took first. She beat Southwest Valley's Addison Lundquist in the process. This was, all the women's brackets were round robins just to try and get the girls some matches, which was which was really fun. Um, but the, what was cool about this was that Lundquist actually beat Goodale in the semifinals of the IWCOA Girls State Tournament in January. Um, but on Sunday, Goodale pinned Lundquist on her way to a junior freestyle title. So thought that was kind of a fun little redemption spot. 138 pounds. Uh, Fort Dodge's Alexis Ross. She beat Charles City's Lily Luft on her way to first place. Um, um, Ross, state finals back in January. Lily Luft, of course, won a state title. But on Sunday, Luft, she led 5-2, to two, and then Ross scored 7 unanswered in the second period to win. That was the one of the very first women's matches out of the gate on Sunday. So really fun way to kick off that competition. Other women's champs included um, a, tum wins, a tum was Jasmine Lukey at 106, uh, Sheridan's Leah Chandler at 122, Osage's Emma Grimm at 127, so shout out to the Green Devils for two champs, um, and then also shout out to Colfax Mingo, two champs as well, Mariah Webster at 132, and Kirsten Fryer at 144. Iowa City West's Emma Barker also won a title at 152, Southeast Polk's Abella Porcelli won at 164, she beat Lisbon's Janelle Avila in the process, and Independence's Rachel Eddy was the state champ 
at 200. And I wanted to mention the women's freestyle competition because Iowa also had a handful of women's wrestlers down in Texas this weekend for the women's national championships, which is the shorthand for the 15U Cadet Junior and U23 World Team Trials events. Um, No Iowan made any of the teams, but Bettendorf's Ella Schmidt made the semifinals of the Cadet World Team Trials and South Winnesheek's Felicity Taylor, who is now at McKendree, she made the semifinals of the U23 World Team Trials. Iowa women's wrestling is growing at literally every single level, guys, and it does not plan on stopping anytime soon. That was kind of it, guys. Uh, short and sweet for your Monday or your Tuesday or w- I guess whenever you get to this show, right? But uh, thanks for tuning in. I, I wanted to end today's show, though, with a quick programming update. Um, obviously, there's going to be a gap between this event and uh, the next big wrestling event, I suppose. So the next show might not be for a while just with some other work obligations and some time off that I have coming up. And also, I mean, let's be real. This year has been taxing on everybody. And going to be honest, I, there's a part of me that we got through this wrestling season. I kind of, you know... I don't want to say I crawled through the last few weeks, but I'm a little worn out, right? So I need some time to recharge and recalibrate and just kind of, you know, clear my head and relax for a little bit. I'm sure a lot of you guys probably feel the same way as well. Take that time off if you can get it. Um, you know, spend some time away from, from work and from whatever else is stressing you out. It's been a long year. I know we're inching our way closer back to normal. I think we're closer to the end of this pandemic thing than, than we are the beginning of it by now. But you know, who knows? I'm, I'm sure that by the time we get through the middle of the summer, we might be, you know, back to as close to normal as uh, maybe we've been in quite a long time. Right. But, you know, along the way, just, you know, the, the weird stresses of this year and everything else that has gone out and, and not, you know, not obviously the 2021 year, but I'm talking, you know, the last calendar year and everything that we've all been through and everything we had to do to kind of get through this wrestling season. Take some time to relax, man. Um, I know I'm, I know I need it. I know I'm going to try and take some time off to relax. I hope you guys do as well to just kind of recharge and recalibrate, um, you know, and just, you know, kind of just, you know, get your head twisted back on straight, right? Like I said, been a long year. A lot of us are kind of going through a lot of things that maybe we weren't expecting to be going through after what we have all been through this last year. And, um, you know, R&R does everybody a little bit of good. So I know I'm going to try and get some. I hope you guys try and get some as well. At the same time, I am hoping to line up some interviews to help us get through the summer months. Um, I have a list of folks I know I want to talk to for the podcast. Um, but if you guys have any suggestions on who you want to hear from or who you maybe, you know, interesting conversations with me and somebody else, just give me a shout. Let me know. I'll see what I can do. Right. I always appreciate the feedback from you guys. Um, so let me know. Uh, who you want to hear from, and I'll do my best to try and line up some interviews in the weeks and months ahead. And also, you know, I, I'm, I'm always down for feedback from you guys regardless. You know, do you like the way the show's set up? Do you like the the weekend freestyle? Do you like the, you know, the various interview clips that I find while I'm, you know, going through my week of, you know, reporting and whatnot? Um, you know, what else do you want to see on the podcast? I'm, I'm down to overhaul it. There may be some changes coming, um, you know, into next season that I might experiment with over the summer. So, you know, I, I, you know, I, I've kind of modeled this show over, you know, uh, from some of my favorite podcasts that I listen to, but I know that's not, you know, what I like is not what everybody likes. And so I obviously want to make a show that you guys are going to enjoy and listen to. So, you know, any sort of feedback, whatever you want to hear, whatever you want to know, 
Um, you know, how can I make this better for you? Right. Um, just give me a shout. Um, you know, leave a comment in the comments, my, my email and my contact info is readily available. Give me a shout. Let me know what you guys want to hear. And and I'll, I'll start experimenting and see what I can do. This is the off season. That's what we're supposed to do. Kind of experiment, see what happens, see what works and, and see what sticks, um, you know, between now and the beginning of next season. So I can make, uh, make my coverage as good as it possibly can be for, those of you who listen regularly. So yeah, that's all we've got today, guys. Thanks a bunch for listening. Uh, be sure to rate and review the show. Again, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your shows. Follow your boy on Twitter at Cody Goodwin, and be sure to also subscribe to the Des Moines Register. Catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, and videos. It was a tremendous wrestling season this past year. Um, we still got some stuff coming up this summer. The Olympics, obviously, are going to come up in August. And before you know it, guys, we're going to blink, and the season is going to roll back around late October, early November, and we're going to get right back on the horse and go after it again. So get some R&R between now and then, but also subscribe so you guys don't miss a single thing, whether it's the national championships this summer, the Olympics in August, or even the beginning of wrestling season once we get back to the fall. So you can find links to do all of that as well as stories from this past weekend in the show notes. That's it for this episode, you guys. Thanks a bunch for listening. We will talk again soon.